Hi, I'm Holly. And I'm Haley. Welcome to Mountain Mysteries, Tales from Appalachia. Welcome back, friends. Hi. Friends and neighbors. Week 30? Yeah. Episode 30? Episode 30. Man, oh man. That's a long time that we have week after week dedicated. Yeah. That's crazy. I, uh, Yeah, that's a lot. Do you feel 30 episodes no. older? No. I do. I don't at all. That's good. Yeah. Well, you still look very, very fresh. <laughs> Thanks. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. You know what happened to me? Um, on Tuesday. I don't know what happened to you on Tuesday. So I was at work at the office and there was about four of us there, including myself. And there had been um, a little boy, maybe about eight years old or something. And he had gone into one of our bathrooms and, and used it and, and then oddly kind of came out pulling up his pants and looked kind of strange at us and then left, right? Well, one of my colleagues goes in the bathroom and goes, oh my God. Apparently, um, you know, he had smeared, he had feces everywhere on the floor. Oh, you know. no. And so everybody in that office was like, not it, not it, not it. <laughs> and I was like, guys, come on. So I put on gloves, I brought bleach, and I cleaned up. There you go. Yeah, I have a kid. I'm used to. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, you're used to. <laughs> I'm used to cleaning shit. There you so, go. <laughs> and a boy, you know, come on. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, this isn't really that bad. And so they all kept saying, you're a hero. You're a hero. <laughs> I'm a hero because you I clean the poopy bathroom. Poop? Really? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really amazing um, how you get hero status at my job. I will keep that in mind Just, if I ever come yeah, visit. Yeah, <laughs> you clean poop and you'll know, you know, that's, gotcha. that's a hero. Um, and then we took um, about 10 minutes and we went outside and, and um, enjoyed the sunshine. Nice. It was so nice. It has been really nice here lately. Mm-hmm. It's been warm enough. And Spring. Oh, I love it. Spring's on the way. Spring has sprung. Yeah, it's here. We're on our way to summer, which is crazy. Oh, I can't even... All right. Yeah. Is there an episode, uh, episode 30 that you want to share with us? Sure, sure. Um. <laughs> it, feels, it doesn't feel as dedicated. It should be like, yes, I can't Ooh, wait to tell episode you. Episode 30. More murder and intrigue. Yeah, this one's not murder that we know of. This huh. one's um, I'm a missing person's case. Oh. That doesn't really have an ending. It's cold case. Huh. So. Boy, you just started off that way. I know. You should have, you know, left us guessing a little bit. Yeah, should have. But, you know, it's, this is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we are going to go back to my favorite place. We end up here a lot. Knoxville, Tennessee. <laughs> oh, okay. So this has made me think we don't need to travel there because... 
it seems like nothing but crime happens. Exactly. There. We've now, told so many stories from Knoxville. Yeah, and I think that it's just it just finds us. Yeah, I really do. I, think I don't so think that Knox. I please Knoxville, don't come at us. I think that you're a beautiful, lovely mm-hmm. city. But it just seems like there's been a lot of crimes that we oh find God. that are from there. Yeah, and well, I think when you like plug in like Over looking years. for Appalachian crimes, like your major cities through here are going to pop up. Your Knoxville, sure. your Asheville, your right. you know. Raleigh. Raleigh, and, like everywhere else that yeah. tries to, to sneak in here. <laughs> sneak in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. But yes, we are going to Knoxville. And uh, we're actually going to get back to... Our story is going to take place around 1976-ish. Okay. So, talking about Trini Lynn Gibson. And I think you say her name Trini. It's T-R-E-N-N-Y. So I'm going to go with Trini. Yeah, and if I'm wrong, right. I'm sorry. Let me know. So Trini Lynn Gibson. She was born on August 17th of 1960. Now in 1976, she was attending Bearden High School in Knoxville, Tennessee. And she was um, about 16 years old. So probably about a junior, mm-hmm. I would think. Uh, she was five foot three and weighed about 115 pounds. Oh, she was itty bitty. So she's little. Yeah. She's teeny tiny. Aww. So... She was, seems like a really, really cool girl. She was interested in horticulture. She was in like a horticulture, like botany Mm -hmm. type class. She was really interested in plants and trees and the outside and nature and all that kind of stuff. So she just seems like super cool. And she actually hoped to attend the University of Tennessee and study landscape architecture. Wow. Which sounds like, what a cool major. (laughs) Yeah. Like I'm a landscape architecture major. I can't say that. I can't either. No. I was not one, but that sounds really cool. I you don't want to put shears in my hand and <laughs> put you in, you know, in your yard like now. I love landscaping. I love to mow. I love I to do mow the too. grass. Yes, I do. And I love to plant flowers mm-hmm. and like that's I really like to I love curb appeal. Yeah. I am all yeah. about you know, pretty curb appeal. That's my that's my jam. Yeah. Um, but to do it for other people, no, no, I wouldn't want to do it for other people. No. I and I hate raking. Raking's oh my god, leaves! My don't even favorite. get me started about leaves. No, they just exist. They're just pretty. They're just there. Yeah. Anyway, Hoeing. so she was going to be doing all the things as a landscape architect. Person. All the stuff that we would not be All the stuff at. that we don't want gotcha. to do. She was going to do it and make it look beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, she actually worked in the food court at her local mall. So she's um, working through school. And on October 8th of 1976, her class took a field trip to the Great Smoky Mountains National Park. Not again. Now, if you're in Knoxville and, like, same thing kind of here. Like, everybody went to the park on a field trip. Like, mm-hmm. you went and you you know, visited the, that day. the visitor center and you did the short little hikes and, you know, you went with your class and looked at bugs and sticks and leaves and that kind of thing. And that's kind of like what this was going to be. Gotcha. But these are older kids. So they were actually going to go on a pretty extensive hike and they were going to hike up to Andrews Bald, which is um, from Clingman's Dome. Mm-hmm. And then they were going to go back down on the Forney Ridge Trail. Okay. So for those of you that hike, Clingman's Dome is a pretty popular hiking destination mm-hmm. in this area. I've actually never been. 
up there, but it's got a big tower and like a big walkway that leads up to the tower. And um, it's beautiful. It's a great place to go if you're into the wilderness and woods. And clearly I am. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this is kind of where her class was going. And now these trails, they all sit on the Tennessee, North Carolina state line. So they're pretty, you know, pretty close to where she was at in Knoxville. So not a long, you know, not a long trip at all to get to where they were going. So according to some of the articles that I read for this one, um, the kids really weren't sure if they were actually going to go on this hike or not that day. Uh, it had been scheduled, so they knew it was going to happen. But it was raining. It was cold. It was a gross October day in the mountains. I mean, yeah. they're either beautiful and wonderful and crisp fall and awesome or, or they're windy and cold and disgusting days yeah. and you all you want to do is stay inside. Yeah. That's what that day was. It was gross and raining and nobody really wanted to go. Mm. But they all, you know, rallied. Said, We're going to go. We're going to do it and if you know anything about the weather in this area, it changes. Yeah. On a dime. Yeah, I mean, and it can be sunny. Yeah. The next minute. Right. So by the time they got there, I think the weather had cleared a little bit, so they were able to, you know, go on this hike. There was only one teacher that went on this trip to supervise. And this was a class of like 30, 40 kids. So there was one teacher there to supervise and the bus driver. Well, the bus driver didn't hike. He had to stay with the bus. There was one teacher hiking with 40 kids. Now they're 16. So like something I was thinking about. If you and I were the teachers, I would vote to be the bus driver. <laughs> I'd be like, Haley. I'd hike my ass up this I'd mountain. be like, Haley, so I'm going to be back here. I've got to watch the bus. So you just take care of those 40 teenagers with hormones and God knows what else. Um, yeah. Good luck. I would yeah. take a nap in the bus. I would never have volunteered for this assignment. Um, anyway. Not it. <laughs> not it. Nose goes. And I would be so fast. Like, not it. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. gosh. Yeah. So there were 40-ish kids on this hiking God. trip with one teacher. It just seems wild to me, but this is also the 70s, so we're going to roll with it. Okay. So when the class got there, they actually split them up into groups by hiking speed. What group would you have been in? The turtle one. <laughs> I think I could have hung out in the middle. Yeah. I think I could hang in the middle. I would be like, oh, God, I just don't want to fall. Like, I don't want to fall on these rocks, and I'm going to, like hurt myself mm -hmm. yeah i'd have been in the slow one in the last group mm -hmm. yeah were there any elderly folks maybe <laughs> these were 40 like, 16 yeah. year old kids yeah no <laughs> yeah. so yeah they split up into that's why group. i'm in the bus watching you're in the bus it. that's you're on the exactly bus. gotcha <laughs> so they uh they were split up into these groups which i guess you know it makes sense because you know they would hike in these groups 
So they wouldn't be passing each other on the trail or like bumping into each other and there okay, would be yes, but you have one person supervising. I'm yeah, we've completely thrown that point out because that's a mess in and of itself that there's only one adult Hope here. Said, okay, there's one adult. Now let's divide you up into special groups where you're gonna go off basically on your own because I can't keep up with all of you. Because was what was the teacher's category? Was she like, I'll be with the slow folks. I'll be in the middle. I'll be at the front. I think the teacher was up at the front. From what I... I don't know. But, I mean, I've been on field trips. My high school went to Colonial Williamsburg. And, which was amazing. I freaking love Colonial Williamsburg. And... I remember, like, we got there, and it's, I mean, it's a contained town. Like, you can't leave. But they would split you up, or, like, you go to an amusement park for a field trip. And they would say, like, okay, you have to be in groups of six. And you don't necessarily have a teacher with you. You know, come to think of it, in 1998, when I was in high school, we went to Six Flags Over Georgia. Mm -hmm. Um. We just roamed around. Like, yeah, so totally this had no supervision. Like, part of me is freaking out about this, but the other part of me is like, I mean, yeah, it makes sense. That is true. I think we see it in today's terms of, <gasps> how could they not be super, you know? Right, like, oh versus God, they need to be supervised all the time. The reality of, they were 16. They yeah. weren't two-year-olds. No, you know? and it's the woods. I'm sure they were thinking, like, where the heck are they going to go? It's the middle of nowhere in the woods. Yeah. They're not going to go anywhere. Like, half of them probably don't even want to be here <laughs> hiking this probably, dang trail. Yeah. They want to, you know. Get this done. So, exactly. they're hiking. They, they've got in their groups, and they've taken off. From what it sounds like, Trini actually hiked with several different groups throughout the day. So, she kind of, like, floated in between groups. Hmm. But she was mainly sticking with her brother's friend, Robert Simpson. Her brother, who was actually in the Navy, had asked... He had, like, come home on leave and was around and knew that Trini was going on this trip. And he had actually asked Robert to keep an eye on Trini because she had never been away from home for a whole day without her family. And there was one article that I read, which actually just really breaks my heart, that she had actually wanted her mom to go with her on this trip and be an adult, like, another adult on the trip. But her mom, you know, couldn't get a babysitter. She had a younger sister, she had to work, like, she couldn't, you know, get somebody to watch the kids and do all that, so she couldn't go on the trip. So, Trini was, you know, this was the first time she's really been away from her family for a whole day, so it was kind of exciting, but, you know, her brother was nervous, and protective older brother, he's in the Navy, he's like, you know, make sure she's okay, and told this, this guy that was his friend, you know, make sure you keep an eye on her. And, you know, the friend was like, yeah, sure. He sat with her on the bus and, you know, hiked with her during the morning. And at lunchtime, she, uh, they had made it up to Andrew's Bald. And she had lunch, you know, sitting on the rocks with Robert and just hanging out. Was a good spirit. Seemed to be having a good time. And after lunch, uh, Trini decided, you know, I'm going to hike back down to the bus. But Robert really wanted to stay at Andrew's Bald and look around. Apparently, which part of me is like, well, that's weird. But the other part of me is like, I've, I have a younger brother. I know what 16 year old boys are like. He wanted to, um, track a bear. Oh, gosh. (laughs) So 
I'm like, you know, it makes sense. Having grown up with the with the younger brother, I'm like, yeah, I could see him being like, I'm going to track this bear. <laughs> and I appreciate that as a, you know, female, she's just like, bye. She's like, this is a bad idea. I'm leaving. You're like, <laughs> um, yes, that is very stupid. And he's like, no, no, it's going to be awesome. I'm going to get this bear. <laughs> this bear. It's going to be so great. It's not going to maul me to death. I know. It's, it's like, what wonderful. are you going to do if you find it? Right? <laughs> what is your plan? Exactly. Like, oh, wow. Well, there it is. I, what do you do from that? Just Run leave? like hell? Yeah, I mean. Right? Oh, my gosh. gosh. Anyway, so they're, they've now split up. Trini is going back to the bus, and Robert is staying on the ball to, you know, look around and look for the spare. Um, at around 3 o'clock-ish, she actually had caught up with another group on one of the steeper parts of the trail, and she was walking with them. And she saw something off the side of the trail. It's it's part of the trail where it kind of drops off on both sides. Mm. And it's just, you know, thickets of brush and shrubs. And, you know, there's really not, there's not a trail off of the trail. Like, it's not just a meadow. You can just walk off the trail. Right. I mean, you could. It just wouldn't be a very good time to walk off the trail. So she, um, she saw something. And stepped off the trail, and the group that was with her... So saw something, did she articulate, like, what she saw? No, nobody knows what she saw. Okay. But she saw something off the and trail... And went in that And direction. went off. Okay. Into this, like, thickets and brush and all this stuff. Okay. And the group, you know, that was with her, someone actually stopped and said, you know, hey, do you want us to wait? And she was like, no, 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 keep going, like, I'll just, I'll catch up to the next group. And they were like, okay. I mean, because none of these kids in this group were like really, you know, were like great friends with her. You know, there's just another group of, in her class. Right. So they kept going. And then another group had been coming behind and had seen her step off. Mm-hmm. And so they stopped and kind of yelled for her. And then they were like, well, you know, maybe she just, she already came back up and we just didn't see her. Like maybe she'll catch up with the next group or whatever. Mm-hmm. So they move on. And this is about 3 o'clock. Now, they were all supposed to be back at the bus at 3.30 to get back on the bus and go back to the school. So, 3.30 rolls around, and they're back at the bus, and Trini's not there. She hasn't made it back to the bus. So, in the 30-minute span, you know, they were they were close enough to the parking lot to, you know have got caught back up and i think they they started and ended in two different places so they started at one trail i assume the bus dropped them off they started at one point hiked up to they probably started at clingman's domes what sounds like hiked up to andrew's bald and then went back down the other side on another trail and there was another Mm. parking lot type situation there for them to be picked up in i'm assuming this i don't know for sure but that's kind of what I was able to piece together from reading all this. So they're, you know, to the pickup point. We're supposed to meet the bus. All the groups are back. Trini's not there. So the last person she was seen with, technically, was Robert. So they're all asking him, like, you know, have you seen her? Did she, you know, catch up with you? Or did you catch up with her? You know, what the heck happened? And he told them no, that, you know, she had left him at lunch to go back and he stayed back on the ball to, you know, track that bear. Which, sure. 
So authorities were alerted and they started searching, you know, because they had a missing hiker, right. which in this area happens all the time. Yeah. Like people step Get off, off the trail. People step off the trail and not realize how far they've gone. They don't know how to get well, back. They, you know, your surroundings all look the same. Exactly. If you you're know? not used to it, these are 16 year old kids. Exactly. Like they're not. We're kind of not really invested in hiking anyway. They weren't experienced hikers right. that were prepared no. for the elements. So it, it happens a lot. They have a good system. I've, I'm sure but even back in the seventies, they had a good system of like, we know how to search yeah. the woods. We've done this before. So they let, you know, the search teams know what she was last seen in. So she was wearing a blue blouse, a blue and white striped sweater, a brown plaid jacket, which she had actually borrowed from Robert because she was cold, blue jeans, blue Adidas shoes. So she is rocking the blue, which I love. Love it. And a diamond and star sapphire ring that she had. I think it was like a gift, kind of semi-valuable gift from her family nice so that's what she was last seen in so again not dressed for the elements so she had to borrow a jacket so yeah. she's not like prepared for this adventure into the wilderness well and also i mean when you think hiking you think like hiking boots you don't think mm-hmm. adidas right they're not my hiking shoe no i choice. think you know maybe like shooting some basketballs <laughs> right you right know? she didn't have on her her hiking boots her hiking and her boots. you know cargo pants and ready for the elements right ready for all that rain jackets and everything ready for uh you know the mall yeah or like you know a high school kid that has had to go on this trip and they didn't think they were going to go because it was raining right kind of situation makes sense yeah so unfortunately because of bad weather they actually weren't able to start the aerial search until the next Mm. day because they couldn't see, you know, it was right. foggy, rainy, they couldn't see at all. It's also fall. So the foliage is really thick both in the trees and on the ground. You're starting to have the leaves fall. The ground's covered. They're still in the trees, so you can't really see through them. So it made the aerial search really difficult. And she's also wearing a, a brown jacket. Right. Which... She kind of blends in then. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the search teams, the ground teams, were able to start that afternoon. And they, you know, worked through the night trying to find her. They brought in dog teams. They used bloodhounds, German oh. shepherds to look for her. And three of the dogs actually caught her scent and were able to track her by Klingman Dome Tower. And then down to a nearby roadside that was about a mile and a half from Newfound Gap. Gotcha. So we're trying to trying to pinpoint. That's why I think she came down. They went down a different direction from where they started, which would make sense. Yeah. So they've caught her scent on this roadside, and then it just stops. They lose her scent at the road, which is like near the parking lot area. So that's kind of weird. The parking lot where the bus was? The parking lot where the bus was. So there's like a the road that runs in. Mm-hmm. So they would track her down through there and then lost the scent. So it almost appears that she made it to the road. Right. It kind of, yeah. So, and you just don't know. You don't know if the dogs just lost the scent because they lost the scent. Right. You know, we just don't know. 
Hmm. So they actually searched for her for about four days with that big group, that large group. On October 12th, they scaled back the group to about 20 people and searched until the end of October in 1976 for her. So she went missing on October 8th, I believe is what it was. October 8th, and they searched all the way till the end of October. So for about three weeks. About three weeks, they are searching for her. It's a pretty lengthy search. It is. You know, and, and this makes me think about the story that we did, um, gosh, weeks ago, about Dennis Martin, the little boy who had mm-hmm. gone missing in the same same area. Yeah. Um, part of it was they had so many people who were searching, and mm-hmm. it was raining, yeah. that so many like footprints those were kind of washed away and it sounds almost similar to this in that the weather was not really cooperating like maybe the dogs were off on their scent because of that Mm -hmm. um things with the aerial search was not really easy because of of the weather the time of year yeah it kind of seemed like a lot was going against them yeah they had a whole lot stacked up against them for sure Mm -hmm. and so, by the end of October, there's no sign of her. There's nothing. No footprints, no... Nothing. Uh, she didn't drop the jacket. No. Wow. Mm-hmm. Nothing. I'll talk a little bit about kind of what they did find that kind of leads into some of our theories. Okay. A little bit later. Um, but nothing in regards to her was found. Like, no, no clothing, like you said, nothing. Not that ring? Not the ring. Nothing was found mm. of hers. Now, they actually did another search for her um, kind of in the next spring. So April 18th to May 5th in 1977, they came back out to search again because the, you know, the leaves have cleared a little bit. You can see a little bit it's better. not snowing anymore. Not snowing anymore. So at that point, you know, you're probably thinking like they're looking for a body. Right. But yeah. again, nothing. They didn't find anything. There has been no sign of her since that day. No body has ever been found. And it was like she just disappeared off the face of the earth. Just gone. In a 30-minute span, gone. Wow. Just completely vanished. But I have some theories. I was going to say, please tell me your theories because... I do. I'm really intrigued. Okay. Okay, so the first theory is that Trini was willingly picked up by someone... That explains why the dog lost her scent at the road. Mm-hmm. If she got into a car, they're not going to have anything to track from that. That totally makes sense. One of the searchers, talking about what they found, they found cigarettes and a beer can where the dog stopped by the road in the parking lot. They also found that same brand of beer can where she was reported to have stepped off the trail. I don't know what the brand was because it's, you know, who knows? I mean, and it could be total coincidence. Right. You know, people litter. Oh, all the time. But it's a weird sort of thing. Like, it almost makes me think, was somebody waiting there for her? Like, was waiting for her to get to that point on the trail and she just slipped off with them and then got back to the car? Or maybe he took her and... Dragged her, brought her to the car, dragged her. I don't know. So, Hmm. 
also kind of leading to the whole, you know, she went willingly with somebody. Uh, one of her classmates actually said in an article in 2017, um, her name was Kim Pouncey. Uh, she said that she thinks Trini just took off from the trail. Uh, she believes that somebody might have been waiting for her in the parking lot, you know, which wasn't that far away right. from the trail. However, Trini left everything behind. Her purse, her checkbook, makeup, clothes, cash. She had nothing with her. You know, she had saved like $1,000 from working that job at the mall. If she was going to run away, she would have taken the money with her. She would have taken something with her. Yeah. And this is the same girl that her brother was worried about her because she had not spent a whole day away from her family. And she wanted her mom to come with her. Right. So that doesn't, to me, that doesn't scream, I'm going to leave my whole life behind. Right. And take off. And she obviously, it wasn't like she was in a relationship or anything, you know? So it wasn't like, oh, there was something secret on the side. I mean, she seemed very close with her family. Yeah. There's nothing weird about it Hmm. to me. So I don't know. That one, I don't, don't totally buy into. Yeah, I agree. You know, another theory is kind of like you said, she was taken from the trail and put into a car. And, you know, that theory would be that somebody was waiting in the bushes and grabbed her when she walked off the trail, when she saw something off the trail that just grabbed her. Um, this person would have then taken her up into the tower at Klingman's Dome, which would make sense because, you know, the dogs tracked her around there. But fun fact, they didn't search the dome, that tower. Why? I don't know. They didn't want to walk up there. They didn't. They didn't go up the tower. They didn't go up that, the winding thing and go up into the tower. So, whoever took her, if that's what happened, could have taken her up there, held her until the search team moved on away from the tower, taken her back down, and then put her in a car. Potentially. So that's an option. Well, I would just want to know what the timeline was of... The dogs smelling it in and around the dome Mm -hmm. and then the parking lot because, you know, if there wasn't enough time in between. Yeah. I think it was about a mile. It was like a mile and a half hike Mm -hmm. from the from the dome down to the parking lot, which isn't long. No, no. And that wouldn't take that long. No. And you would think, like, maybe if the searchers left at night, maybe he brought her back down at night. I don't know. But he would have to subdue her. Yeah. Too. Because you would think that she would be screaming and people would yeah. hear that. So he hit her over the head with a rock or something. Could be. Something. Yeah. But then that's a lot of weight. I mean, she's 115 pounds, but dragging 115 pounds dead weight, that's a lot. Right. So, I don't know. But you're going downhill, so it's not like you're carrying him up. Right. I don't know. So that yeah. one doesn't really fit for me either. I don't totally get that one either. You know, another theory is that she, which this one doesn't make any sense at all. She fell when she went off the trail and rolled down that bank and died from injuries. But then why wouldn't the dogs have found her? Right. But I mean, it's happened before. We've, I mean, we've seen it happen. You know, people go off the trail. There's these massive searches and they find their bodies years later. So, that's an option. Um, Hmm. The theory that I think is super interesting, there's really no 
basis of it, like on it. Is this going to be another one about uh, Bigfoot? It's not Bigfoot. Okay. No, this one actually <laughs> goes back to Robert Simpson in okay. a way. So oh. we've got some some weird things going on here. Okay. So You're Robert not buying Simpson, the bear story. I don't know if I'm buying the bear story. So mm. Robert, and this is all. None of this is. He was never charged with anything. Nothing is. You know, this is all just theory. Okay. At this point. So Robert Simpson, you know, was the guy that was with her on the trail yeah, with the, the bear yep bear yeah. situation he was that guy and she'd spent most of the day with him the police actually found one of trini's hair combs in robert's car now robert says trini gave it to him to hold on to for her and that's why it was in his car but it was like on the dash Hair comb like the barrettes that they had back in the day. I don't to, really like, keep know. Their hairs. Okay, I don't really know. That was very common. Yeah, that time period. they just said hair combs. So I assume something okay. that you just stick in her hair. Yeah. So he had that, and hmm. so it's suspicious in a way, but also like I leave my crap everywhere. <laughs> so like I get it. I mean, I you know I've left things in friends' cars, and I definitely understand leaving leaving stuff places so i mean right. it could just be an innocent thing of you know she left it in this car it kind of seems like a weird thing though to be like hold on to my i, I don't, yeah I don't, know. I don't know it does seem really weird so a hand-drawn map of the area was also found in the possession of one of robert's really close friends now this kid was not actually on the field trip so why did he have a map of the area? Did he draw it for Robert? And Robert went to the Gibson house, so Trini's parents' house, when her parents were out searching for her, and he made two statements to Trini's younger sister that are kind of weird. He said, if Kelvin Bullman has Trini, he will kill her. If he does not have her, I think she must have run off with some horny hitchhiker. <laughs> Direct quote. I did not. That was not my interpretation. Right. Direct quote. Right. Wait a minute, wait a minute. So who is this Calvin guy? Okay, we're going to hop into that. So. And I want to talk about the horny yeah, hitchhiker. Yeah, <laughs> we'll circle back here. Okay. So, yeah, my next line here was, so who is Kelvin Bowman? Yeah. Kelvin was a student at Bearden High School. In October of 1975, he actually broke into the Gibson home. Now, Hope Gibson, who was the mom, being a total badass, shot him in the foot. (laughs) Just blasted him in the foot. Because he was breaking into her house in the middle of the night. So she shot him in the foot. He's lucky she didn't shoot him in the face. Yeah. So, shot him in the foot. He was obviously charged with breaking and entering and served time in a corrections facility for juveniles. So he was sentenced for two, he was supposed to be there for two years. But of course, like our lovely justice system, he only served six months. Mm. And then he was back at the high school. 
So he's back at school. When he was sentenced, he made threats in the courtroom that he would hurt Trini when he was released. And the day Trini disappeared, the principal reports that Kelvin was in class. He wasn't on the trip, that he was in class all day. He was at school all day. Hmm. This is the 70s, so I really think he could have just busted out of there with, like, nobody knowing. Probably. But, for all intents and purposes, for legal purposes, he was at school. Okay. That's where he was. Gotcha. But, could he have had someone waiting for Trini? Was Robert involved in some way? You know, no one saw Robert hike back to the buses. He was on his own. He went off looking for that bear, and then he just shows up at the buses at 3.30. Nobody saw him on the trail come back down. Could he have cut around some back way, waited for her in the bushes when she looked off and saw him, and he was like, you know, ha-ha, kind of like a funny thing. Like, hey, come over here. Like, This is super cool. Attacked her. And then he took her to that parking lot where somebody else was waiting. Yes, because, I mean, if it was Kelvin, right? Mm -hmm. She would know who he is. She was probably scared of him. So if he was like, hey, over here, she would probably run the opposite direction. Right. So one would think it would have to be somebody that she knew Mm -hmm. to be willing to go that way. So the theory of Robert would make a little bit more sense. It makes sense. A lot more sense. But in this situation, then, if Kelvin's at school, Robert's the one leading her off the trail, you have to have a third person there to drive the getaway car because Robert then has to be back at the bus by 3.30. That's true. And this all happened in a 30-minute time span, which Hmm. also doesn't add up for me. But it was close to the road, so he literally could have... She could have stepped off the trail. He could have whacked her with something drug her down, had some guy waiting there, chucked her in that car, and been back at the bus. I mean, it's possible. It is. You just have to think about... We're talking about... I know she's, you know, 115 pounds. Mm -hmm. But still, basically dead weight because Mm -hmm. she's unconscious, assuming she's unconscious. Right. Um, And then always the threat of, what if other hikers come by? What if my classmates see me? I don't know. I just feel like... Or could he have said... Hey, come with me. Your mom's down here. Like, she came to pick you up from here. Or, oh, she was able to come after all, but then why would she be there at the end of the day? I don't know. Yeah. Something to lead her there without a fight. I mean. Or even, oh, my God. Come here, come here, come here. Look at this bear I saw. Or look at what I found. You know, it could yeah. just be anything that she might be interested in. I, So, she was interested in horticulture he could have been like, oh my gosh, look at this. I don't know what this bush is. Do you yeah. know what this is? Like, it could have been something um, that would have gotten her attention that would yeah. have lured her in. And also, Robert could be totally innocent and have just been, you know, the unfortunately the last guy that saw her. Yeah. And, you know, and, the, and he's sitting there beating himself up going... Oh, my God, why did I let her go back by herself? I shouldn't have looked for that bear. I shouldn't have looked for that bear. You know, also, uh, what we have to think about is this could have been some random person on the trail who she just kind of stepped off and maybe she went to look for something. Maybe she's like, oh, wow. 
again, being interested in horticulture, maybe she saw some kind of bear or, excuse me, bear. There she we go, also the bear. saw the bear. Yeah. The maybe back. she saw some kind of bush or tree that she was like, wow, I've never seen something like that. And it was really, it drew her interest. So she went and then that's when she was maybe ambushed, kidnapped. We don't know exactly. No. Yeah, I mean, maybe she a, got lost. Uh, yeah. She was looking at something, got lost, and then maybe somebody offered her a ride. Like, oh, I'll take you to your bus. Yeah, and then I don't know, you know, or those weirdo mountain people that we talked about in the Dennis mm-hmm. Martin case. Yeah, I have since read a lot more about that <laughs> and just like the craziness that is that. And I think a lot of it. I do think there are people out there like living, which mm-hmm. would make sense, mountain men, but. There's mm-hmm. so many, like, urban legends about them being these, like, cannibals and just, which, I mean, you never know, but I think that's, you know, could also be, be a theory. interesting if, you know, you end up finding this, like, camp of folks who are like, oh, you know, hi, I'm Trini, I've been missing for the last... 40 some odd years and then you've got like hi i'm dennis i went missing at seven you know like i don't know you don't know i mean these this mountain chain is the appalachian mountains are wild that's why we tell these stories it is the weirdest like there's so much just uncharted territory there Mm -hmm. just Places where you just can't get to. Right. And also just that nobody goes and it's so thick and everything looks the same. And Well, and, oh. you know, in that episode, um, I forget which number it is, but it's called The Mysterious Disappearance of Dennis Martin. Mm-hmm. We talk about how park rangers actually had um, interactions with these individuals yeah. who live in the park who are referred to as He-Man, but, right. you know... <laughs> They live and they have these skills like they know these area really well and you don't want to mess with them. Rangers have been hurt trying to mess with them. So these are very tough survivalist kind of people. Um, Really, they've got nothing to lose. No. And it's I've said this to people before, like there's a the true crime, dark, twisted part of me that does this podcast is so interested. Like, I'm so curious, like, how many bodies are out there? I'm sure a lot. Because even just from, like, my house, you know, I sit where I see mountains all around me. Mm-hmm. There's nobody going up in there. Like, you don't know. Yeah, it's true. And all the cave systems that we have through here and just... There's so many secrets. There's so much hidden. so much hidden stuff in this area. So I just don't, I don't know. And that's why I don't, I don't think we'll ever find her. Which is really sad. I, I again, just go back to her family and, and the guilt that they probably felt mm-hmm. of like the mom, like, oh, I couldn't go with her. Or why do we let her go on this trip? 
Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that teacher who was supervising. Yeah. Maybe the bus driver who was like, I was napping. I know. <laughs> no, you know, honestly, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, it would just be so hard, the guilt that you would feel. Yeah. And maybe even the other students. Like, gosh, yeah. if we would have waited for her, insisted right. she come with us. Yeah. Or, or even, you know, if Robert's not involved, the guilt right. that he feels, too. Right. Yeah. So, hmm. I don't know. They did actually go back and do another search in 81. Okay. But they found nothing. Nothing. So, more. I do want to talk really quickly about his comment about the horny hitchhiker. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We wanted to bring that back around. So, oh, it could have been a horny hitchhiker. Picked her up because he was looking for a good time. Yeah. Is that what he was getting at? I think so. I think he was... Okay. So, if the theory is a horny hitchhiker, if that's what he says, right? Alliteration. (laughs) A horny hitchhiker hiked... I don't know. Oh, God. Okay. So, it wouldn't have been um, like, okay, he has his way with her or whatever. And even if he decided, well, I have to kill her now. Mm-hmm. We would have found a body. We would have found something unless he took her and kept her as a slave. I don't know. Like, I, it or just... hit the body really well. Right, or... maybe. I don't know. It just was a weird comment that That's he made. That's a very, very weird Like, comment. he went ahead and offered up two possibilities. Yeah. Of, like, it was either this guy or some random well, I think hitchhiker. The idea of Kelvin is interesting because he had a vendetta. Mm-hmm. And he had threatened her before. Right. You but know, he has an alibi. so he has an alibi, but who's to say he didn't have a friend? Exactly. You know, That's so. My point. Hmm. So I don't know. Um, there was an interview with the chief park ranger at one point, and he said that he does not believe that Trini is in the park. He fully believes that she left the park that day. Whether on her own free will or not, he can't say. But he is confident enough in his search teams and the search that took place that if she was in that park, they would have found her. In the area that she could have gone in that time frame. But I don't know. I mean... Dennis Martin was never found. Dennis Martin was never found. And then the same thing holds true as he taken out of the park. Right. Or one of the theories that we had, what if an animal got to her? What if she got lost off the trail and then was attacked by some kind of animal? And But nobody heard anything? It's true. Right off the trail, you wouldn't have heard her scream? Or the sound of a something attacking? I don't know. It's just, it doesn't, there's no good answer and there's no, no good theory and no. I hate it. <laughs> I know, because there's so many things that are going me on in my nuts. head. Yeah. It drives me absolutely crazy. I agree. But, um... Thank you for adding to yeah, my torment. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, that's a wrap on this one. Hmm. There's no answers. I'm sorry. I got nothing. You guys should send us your theories about what you think happened. Definitely. Like, you know, do you think that... Robert had something to do with it? Do you think that it's Kelvin? Do you think that he had a friend? Do you think it's the mountain man? I you think know. there was foul play involved somehow. Mm-hmm. I don't know how, and I don't Something know by who. Yeah. But I don't think she left willingly. Or if she went down there willingly, it did not end that way. Right. 
I don't think I don't think she ran away. No, she doesn't seem like the type no. at all. No, 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 no. Hmm. So yeah, let us know what your theories are. Um, I'm interested. Me too. How do they go about letting us know what their theories are? Yeah, so you can email us at mountainmysteries.appalachian at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at Mountain Mysteries Tales from Appalachia. And you can find us on Instagram at Mountain Mysteries.appalachia. What are we going to hear about next week? Well, we are going to hear about a pretty cool phenomenon um, that occurs up in the Linville area um, in an area called Brown Mountain in North Carolina. Um, so, yeah, nobody can really define it. Interesting. Um, yeah, so we're going to kind of get into that next week. Cool. I'm excited. Me too. That'll be episode 31. But this is a wrap on it episode 30, right? It is. That was yeah. a good one. I, I like that. Do you want to go ahead and give a shout oh. out? But I'm bum. Let's shout out. a location shout out. Yes. We've actually recently had a lot of listeners from Knoxville, Tennessee. <laughs> so since we talk about y'all all the time, I wanted yeah. to give everybody who's listening from there a shout out. Shout so out. thank Woo-hoo. you guys. Yes, thank you. And we'll keep, you know, telling stories from your area. And I think my story in two weeks that I have already researched wow, um, you. is not Knoxville, Tennessee, but it's close. Ish. In the same. <laughs> it's, in the re- it's in the region. Boy, when it rains, it pours. Yeah. Love that K-Town. <laughs> That's just my new name. I love it. I love yeah. It. I'll just call you K-Town. Uh, All right, you guys. Well, have a wonderful week. Be safe. Be safe, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.